with an ambulance with lightning bolts and then lightning (laughs) lights and i mean strobe lights i mean he's probably got a fog machine hooked up to that thing too you know (laughs) when have you been looking for a business podcast with hosts and guests who don't have a stick up their ass yeah i said it Well, if so, welcome to your new home, brother. Brother. This is My Fence Life. Woo! Our three passions are beer, bourbon, and business. And probably in that order. We're bringing on business owners who share tips, tricks, and behind-the-scenes stories to help your business be more successful. And we drink during the show. So no matter what industry you're in, pop a cold one and come on in. Welcome to the My Fence Life Studio. Hey, what's happening, guys? We are back at it again, My Fence Life, Fence Lifers. Well, let's kill that music, man. Trying a little something different this week. But uh, we got a great freaking show for you. We're on Season 5, Episode 10, MFL Q&A Unleashed. Your questions answered with chain Miller Lite drinking Captain man. So, uh, guys, don't forget, we're using StreamYard. So uh, go to StreamYard.com forward slash Facebook so we can uh, see your name. All right. And, of course, you know, we're live on YouTube and all those other great places. And our co-host is uh, Shane Catton. I'm just going to bring him on. We all know who he is and uh, where he's from and what he's doing and how he got here. All that good stuff. What's going on, Dan? What's up, Dan? You back up on the penthouse? Is that where you at? We are. We're back up. We're back up here. Yeah, I've been been traveling around. Was out in Vegas. I tell you what, you can't get views like this penthouse in Vegas, Dan. You really can't. You're right. No, I'm just You're kidding. Right. You, you really can. The views, uh, the views from the fence workers show were pretty dang cool. They were, man. We had a great time. You know what I forgot to do? What's that? I forgot to do my badass freaking music to bring you on, man. Oh, I, true. I thought that, you were gonna. Right? I thought you were gonna yeah. say you forgot to gamble in Vegas. I was gonna say I didn't. I didn't gamble at all. There you go. Not I had to. Time. I had to at least put like a couple bucks in the slot. I maybe sat at the blackjack table too. Oh, I saw you. I saw you drinking, <laughs> having a good time. No, I was. It was. Uh, it was an awesome show. It was a good time, man. Yeah, I had a good time too. So hey, just for shits and giggles, we're gonna act like we didn't bring Shane Catton on. All right, fence lifers, get ready for your shut it, badass hinge guest brought to you by D&D Technology, creator of the Magna Latch. If it doesn't say badass, it ain't D&D. There we go. I'll take the late yeah. intro. Yeah, there we go. A little late intro, guys. We'll get there. So, Shane, what's happening, brother? You, uh, oh we God. did Vegas together, got to hang out, smoked cigars. Yeah. Talk all business. That great stuff, right? All kinds of, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was, uh, to meet, uh, who was that guy you introduced me to? The, um, the guy does all the TikToks. I can't remember. Oh, his John. Name. John. John. Yeah. 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 Our, uh, our TikTok subject matter expert in house. He does yeah. a great job with that, man. He does. He's got some good content. He was actually uh, out with COVID last week. Co- COVID's back, uh, so Uh-oh. look out. 
watch your fence material prices. Uh, but he, he got it <laughs> in Vegas. Listen to this. None of us got it. He got it. He's, he spent a lot of time at home this week, uh, doing a lot of TikTok making. So if you, you follow his, you follow his handle, uh, you'll, you, you'll see a lot of the, a lot of the content. Jacob and I might be on a few of them. Oh, uh, look out. But, he was, he was racking up content in Vegas. Oh yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but no, it was cool. Yeah. I had John out there, had Hugo, another one of our foremen. Jacob was out there with me. Dude, what are you doing, man? You moved to the hood? I know it. Yeah. It's, uh, got some sirens out there. I'm like 12 outside. Sounds like all, uh, ambulances. It must be, uh, ambulance helicopters 100%. flying by on that penthouse that you're sitting at. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, sound travels when you're, when you're up. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, Hey guys, let's get down to it real quick. We're going to get rid of the, uh, Get rid of the business. Get it out the way because, you know, we're beer, bourbon, and business. Grab your beer. Grab your bourbon because Shane Cat and I, we're about to talk some business, right? We, we want to thank D&D Technologies, home of the Shut It Badass Hinge. If it ain't uh, if it ain't D&D, it ain't badass, man. And uh, let's not forget Midwest Fence Supply and Manufacturing, commercial and residential fencing materials delivered to large-scale contractors, DIYers, and somewhere in between. So if you're local to the Indianapolis area, go to mdwstfence.com because they got you covered. What you think Kara, about that, bro? Oh, Kara is standing by. Yeah, she's, Kara she's standing ready. by. Josh we got is her new headset. By. We got, uh, yeah, she's got the, looks like a trucker. Got the yeah. whole year. No. Dude, I no, just got I'm my sure. assistant one of those. I hired another assistant. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. Yeah. There we Finally, go. She's doing a great job. And uh, she's like, can I get a headset? I'm like, girl, you can have anything you want. <laughs> Just make my life easier again. So uh, anyway, man, um, you know, we're doing an MFL Q&A. We've been searching and, and surfing the uh, the Facebook groups. And we got some questions, man, that I caught. And I emailed them to you. And you're like, yo, let's do this, man. Let's knock like it out it. the park. So uh, the first one, you know, I failed to put who put these questions up. But the first one was, what would an operations manager make? Or would it be a percentage like a salesman? Now, you have an operations manager, right? Uh, we do. We do. Yes. So I tell, I tell everybody Dylan's in charge of operations. But really, Dylan just does whatever needs to be done. You know? Yeah. The, it just yeah. looks good on his door. JDI, just do it. Nike yeah. mentality, man. Yeah, yeah. So um that you know, does vary I, though. It does vary, man. It all it, it goes by location, where you located. Oh yeah. Because you know, obviously it has to do with the cost of living and so forth. Also, it's got to do with your company size, right? Oh yeah. That I mean how big is the company? When it goes to that, and then what's the roles and responsibilities of the ops manager? You know, what are they actually doing? You know, are they actually running the entire operations, you know, for you? Or are they just managing portion a, a portion of the operation? Portion of it. That's right. Are they just running production? Or are they running yeah. production and sale? I mean, what are they doing? Right? Yeah. And I, know I, some, I know some op managers in, in the fence world, uh, not to name names, but, you know, they're like the number number two guy. And the company, yeah, you know, and they make they make the money to show it. Depends on the scale and size of the business, you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, look at uh, look at um, Josh Glover, what he was doing for Sean King, you know, before he moved down to 
good old Florida. That's right. Where's he at? Panama City. That's right. So, PC, huh? PCB. PC? PCB. <laughs> oh, yeah. Panama City Beach. Right. So, you know, all those things go go into um, into account, you know. Um, it and it's, it, it's unlike a sales role, which, you know, often involves commission-based pay. You know, operations managers typically receive a fixed salary. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I could maybe see some, like, incentive bonus plans or something like that or you know i wouldn't necessarily call it profit sharing um gotta be careful with those words but uh yeah i i get more of a salary role i mean if you're doing operations like i said whether it's production or the whole thing or whatever like you know there's no clocking in and out it's when the job's done right yeah so i got on google and i was like hey man how much do uh operation managers make and google spit out that uh it ranges from sixty to one hundred fifty thousand, with an average salary being around a hundred thousand. Now, don't yeah. take that to the bank. You got to look at your location, your company size, their cost of living. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What What are their actual responsibilities going to be? Right. Yeah. You know, so all all that matters, man. It's a big deal. Um, and it's also important to note that you know salaries can change over time. Do the do the the economic factors and in, in industry trends. Oh yeah. So, I mean look at look at going from like I mean, at least from from Indiana to like Texas or Florida, for example, right? Like taxation's different, you know. Even though cost of oh, living is yeah. different, you know, different income taxes and or no income tax in some states, you know, your hundred thousand in Texas might be a little bit different than a hundred thousand in Indiana, which is different than a hundred thousand dollars in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. no, you're right, man. You're right. So, you know, it's a good idea to consult and the most recent salary data, kind of like what I did on Google. And then kind of look at job postings to get more, you know, accurate information. Get on Indeed, search for operations manager and see what they're paying out there because it yeah. says right there on the ad, right? Shoot. 80, 90% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Give you a lot of the information you need to know. So, man, we ran across another question. This, this one's for you because you, you a vinyl guy. What's number two? We do vinyl. We do. So good question here. What would be a good number for gross sales, which is always a question, right? Of the first year fence company that only does vinyl, right? I mean, my gosh, the first year number for gross sales i mean that talk about varying man talk about because look like in my 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 region the uh it's going to be market demand so we would make about uh ten thousand dollars the first year (laughs) yeah because nobody does vinyl where i'm at you know so you know when this guy put this um put this question up on facebook i was like well what's the market demand is it a is it a a wood market and you're trying to start a, a vinyl company, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, you got it. I mean, that's the that's the first thing. You gotta have people that want it. You know, <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta consider the population and the housing trends and you know, are HOAs, are they specking vinyl? All that stuff goes into play, right? Yeah. And then of course you got pricing strategies. So you know, you gotta you gotta determine that, you know, and how are you going to be competitive with people that already are providing vinyl? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a lot of stuff, man. There's well, a lot it's, of, it, 
Yeah. And it's, you know, even if you're, gross sales one thing installs another right so i mean you may be able to sell the crap out of vinyl but if you guys can't install it or if you install it slower than every other product right you know that's going to hinder you know lead time go up now demands down you know because they don't want you you know how many crews you got yeah you know there's a well and then and then how much marketing are you putting out and how much sales effort are you putting into it yeah now if you're just doing vital i'm assuming you're all in but then again, yeah. how much are you doing? Are you yeah. looking at your sales and going, hey, we got to keep our our advertising at about a good healthy 5% of our gross sales? And if it's your first year in business, let's look at that every month. And every month, if you're selling more, you need to start bumping up your advertising, bumping up your advertising to match yeah. that 5%. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You got to see what's selling month over month. Yeah, you know, I heard... I heard Josh Glover say one time, he said, uh, three to 5% is good to stay right where you're at. If you want to grow, you need to be eight to 10. Yeah. Your, uh, of, of your total sales and you'll yeah. grow. And I mean, look what Josh has done down there in Panama, man. Oh yeah. I was, uh, I was on his website today, his Mr. Gate website, checking it out. And I can tell you, uh, that's a killer site. Were you, it's, were you, uh, uh spying on him? I was checking it out. Yeah, I wanted to see. Uh, I wanted to see his uh, his gate page. I know I had a couple new things post and stuff like that, and I got some new things coming out on our site. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go check it out, see what's going on. I'm like, holy cow! But uh, yeah, it's all about the marketing, the branding, getting your name out there, logos, trucks, wraps. Yeah, I mean, look, look, look at Josh's gate truck. It's a it's an ambulance. With it's like an ambulance lightning, with lightning bolts. bolts and then lightning <laughs> lights. And I mean, strobe lights. I mean, he's probably got a fog machine hooked up to that thing too. You know, when the tech comes out the back, huh? yeah, he opens yeah, up the back of the ambulance and is like smoke rolling out. Yeah, he's got on his shoot off belt. Of he's yeah, got a heater in his hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Michael Brooks running around somewhere. Oh shit. So, you know, I mean, how much marketing and sales are you doing it? And then the other thing is, what is your operational capacity? Is it just you and another guy? You got a couple trucks hitting the road? Is yeah. it just you and you don't have a helper? So, man, that's a that's a hard question to answer. You know, what should the gross sales be in the first year? I mean, there's a yeah. lot of questions that need to be answered. And then the other thing is, is who the hell is your competition? Oh, yeah. Yeah, like there's some companies in our market and or the surrounding markets that are strictly vinyl businesses. That's all they do. It's strictly vinyl, you know, and I'm like, holy cow. I mean, I guess if that's all we had to do was sell vinyl, you know, just like anything else, you figure it out. Right. But uh, I mean, I wouldn't even know, you know, even out in some of their markets, they're out in the middle of nowhere. You know, it's yeah. like what in the. Yeah, I mean, look, man, when I started my fence company, I did some shady shit, right? I literally got the pricing of my competitors, beat them. I had a regular job, so I didn't need the money. It was all mailbox money to me. I totally screwed the market. We, you know, it took us years to rebound because of my stupid ass coming in and the way I came in and did it. Hey, I admit it, you know? And uh, I even remember apologizing to the guy. I'm like, hey, man, I'm sorry I used you for getting pricing and then cut all your prices. 
you know, he was in my office a couple months ago and we kind of laughed about him. Like he wasn't laughing about it 24 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I said, and then 23, 22 and 21 years ago, I wasn't laughing because I was having to deal with the repercussions of what I did, you know, but, um, you know, you need to find out what your, what your competition is doing and what's their reputation. You know, people want to know, you know, you know, uh, they always talk about fence guys pick blue. And Matt Warner's got a whole spiel on that. But you want to know why my sign's blue? I did a different color blue than the company that had the most expensive fences in town. They were the yeah. highest priced guys. So I did royal blue. He had navy blue. And I was hoping that I would get recognized in that group. So that's why I went blue. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole reason why I went blue because of my competition. I went out and sought what was going on and figured out, Hey, this is what I need to do. Yeah. You know? And then, um, the other thing is, you know, what's your budget and what's your expenses, you know? Um, you got to ensure that your expenses are including cost, labor, marketing, overhead, and they're all accounted for in your revenue. Yeah. And price the job. So man, to throw, to throw a statement out there, like, what's a good number for a gross sales uh, first year company that just does vinyl. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's like saying I like a hamburger. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. What kind of hamburger. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> you know, there's, there's, no, there's real no straight answer for that, man. You know, so I, I hit Google again and I was like, Hey, what's the average first year vinyl company out there making? And they shot me a number anywhere yeah. from fifty to two hundred thousand for a first time company. First year. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. look at uh I mean, here's an example. I was just talking about him earlier. He called me today. We were talking about a couple of things. Victor Vasquez, right? Um V. Yeah, V V in the house. Uh all over. I mean, you know, we were talking about crews and capacity and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, for the longest time I was running a, a set crew and a build crew, you know. And he's like, just two crews getting it done. I mean, we've seen the work they can pump out, you know? Yeah. It's like, those guys, but it's like, okay, well, those two guys can get it done. Can, can, you know, Phil and Randy down the road, get it done. And they're, you know, Chevy's and, and, and trailers and just try to, you know, who knows, you know, dude, can you imagine, can you imagine being in Victor's market and selling vinyl? Oh, his cost has got to be cheaper. And they're like, I don't know how he does it so cheap. Well, it's because they pump out like 85,000 feet a day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, imagine yeah. that. When you guys go out and set, you know, 158 posts, <laughs> three. Yeah. He's doing, you know, you know, he's doing 60 sections. Travels two states away, does a Walmart canopy system, comes back, installs it the next day. Everybody's happy. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy, man. Crazy, it's but it goes back like, your crew capacity, your knowledge. Well, they yeah. buy it. Are you against a bunch of friggin' Lowe's builders out there? They're gonna use a bunch of cheap shit, and you know, mm-hmm. trying to bring somebody like Buff Tech or Active Yard or something that's a better name to the market. Yeah, I had my nail guy ask me today. He's like, "Man, why why are you using two inch nails on your pickets? You're the only guy that buys two inch nails. Everybody uses inch, uh, inch and three quarters." I said, "Well, I'm not buying that." Uh, cheap shit from home depot i'm buying domestic boards they're thicker i need a two inch nail yeah you know if i start nailing them all up with inch and three quarters then what 
So now I'm afraid that he sold me some inch and three quarters and I didn't know it. So now I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> you know? So I had to have that Thank conversation you. with him and was he like, hey, expecting your nails. Yeah, we need two inch, two inch. You know? Makes sense. So the All uh that domestic wood. Well, my stainless comes with uh inch and three quarters. But those are alter boards, it's a softer lumber, the nail goes yeah. in further, right? Yeah. The whole whole different ball game, you know. So, man, I had another question I saw. What GPS equipment tracking is the best value? Well, when I, I see it all the time. Dude, when I see best value, I think to myself, just go buy the cheapest shit cuz that's all you're asking about, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't want to hear best value. I want to hear what is going to be my overall um I mean, maybe use the word value, but just use it differently. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's my return get, on my investment on yeah, the product? Yeah. What, if if you had to buy, what what would be the one that you buy? Right. And yeah. I mean, me you and I use you and I use different ones. Yeah, and I use a very inexpensive one. It works great. Now, granted, I don't have cameras, but we've talked about this in past shows. Luckily, you had a camera on one of your trucks because it was like gunshots and. People, it was yeah. crazy, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Road rage in front of our trucks. It was nuts. You know, and another thing, man, I saw a comment on that post was um, Robert Whitaker. He said, if you're getting GPSs for your trucks, make sure you're getting them for the right reason. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Robert had a good comment because he was like, you know, we, we found ourselves, you know, using it for the wrong reason, you know, and, and, then that then you lose your return on investment and there's time involved like i mean you know what are you going to do sit around and track trucks all day and do this and do that you know i mean it's in there like, like our team knows you know i i use sam sarah uh but i have the forward ca- facing cameras i have the you know the in cab cameras we got the gps and i probably don't use all their stuff to their full capacity i probably actually i know i don't i i know for a fact i don't um but I literally use it to know where the assets are at at all times, um, pick up any crazy nonsense that happened. You know, I had one of my tires on my uh, on my 550 blow uh, mm-hmm. in the front quarter panel of the truck. Cost this, well, I think I had insurance, but it ended up being a $17,000 tire blow. Jesus uh, Christ. You know, we got those thick wall, um, mm-hmm. thick wall, basically semi tires on the thing. Are they like fourteen uh, ply or some shit? Nah, whatever. Bigger than that. Yeah, whatever the hell they are. And that thing blew. And when it blew, it blew like on a semi. And that thing took off the quarter panel, took off you know a whole bumper. And I mean, it was nuts. And uh, (laughs) that's actually the one we just got chrome wrapped the other day. So she's Uh, looking good now. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm like immediately. I go, what the heck happened? They're like tire blew, and I'm like. I'm going to review the camera footage because I have to submit this to insurance and you know, I, now I have to just, you know, line up stories and boom, I could easily go there, pull the footage, line it up. Everybody I could see in the cab, what was going on. I could see out the cab, what was going on, right. We're safe. Um, you know, plus I, you know, we get, everybody's got those, uh, those Karen customers or different things like that. Where's the crew? Where's the crew? Where's the crew? Where's the crew? Mm-hmm. They're on their way. They're in traffic. They're on 465. They're actually Miss Johnson. They're mile marker 672. Right. Uh, <laughs> she's <laughs> like, what? I'm like, yeah, they're the dead stop. Um, but now we know without having to bother and different things like that, or God forbid somebody steals your truck. 
Well, you know, we use a company called Bouncy. It's like yeah. eight bucks a truck. You know, you pay about seventy five dollars for the little deal. It's eight bucks a truck. I've been using those guys since twenty sixteen, I think it is. And what I love about it is, is when we're sitting down trying to figure how much time we had on the job and start figuring our our man hours or our, our, our yeah. uh, how many feet per man per hour we can do. I can yeah. say, okay, they left the yard at this time. They got to the job at this time. Um, they left at this time. So how many actual, because we'll do two numbers. We'll do the, the time it takes them to get to and from the job, and then we'll do actually if, when they're on the job. Yeah. So we'll look at it both ways, man. And We've we use it too. a lot for that. And the other thing that I like about the bouncy is if your truck's thrown a code, you get an email with the code. Dude, I just send that to my mechanic, and he's like, oh, yeah, that's the uh, – whatever mechanic talk is and like i'll go ahead and order one so when you bring the truck in for maintenance we'll go ahead and take care of that it's not a big deal you can rock and roll without it for right now okay yeah. so we yeah. bring it in for all changes or whatever we're gonna do and uh they change it no doubt down, less downtime how about that really you know see i got a guy now that's doing all my mechanic work in my yard though so he works for me been a real uh real big uh game changer for us so i use bouncy you use samsara yeah good defense ours isn't that much differently priced uh we use the bouncy man and yeah I'm, I'm good with it bro i like it you know i like I know that. with yours you got to get cameras installed and you got to do all that good stuff yeah you know? i was the uh camera tech on that i installed them all really <laughs> Yeah, I went in. I stayed late one evening and did it. Didn't take too long. So, but um, but yeah, it was nice. It saved our butt a few times. It's given me answers on things. Uh, we don't want to know it, you know. Yeah, just like the cameras yeah. in our facility, you can always boom access it. Yeah, I love my cameras, man. It just helps, you know. So guys have something happen with a forklift or whatever. Oh yeah, I can always go back, and make sure. Okay, everybody was doing what they were supposed to be doing. Shit happened. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've pulled up footage uh, for safety purposes. <laughs> what not to do? We've done that, too, when I had that what wreck. Did we, what did we do wrong here? You remember when my truck flipped? What? Yeah, I don't know if you remember that. A few years back, my truck flipped. I'll tell uh, you come to find out, my guys loaded the trailer wrong. Truck went into one of those death wobbles, trailer, right? Boom, flipped it on over on the interstate. Pull the cameras up. Well, this is the reason why, guys. So we had a very extensive how to load your truck meeting for like three weeks in a row. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, man. It was crazy. Flipped my freaking <laughs> truck, man. It, <laughs> so anyway, um, let's do RP. one more question, man. Let's do one more question. I don't know what's going on. We got some bad weather out there tonight, so I don't want to lose my Internet again. Um. We had another question, man. I'm a fence contractor out here in California. Wondering how everyone is getting their best leads. We hired a guy to run Google ads and it's been okay. Not very consistent. What are you guys doing to bring in the, in the money? Dude, I tell you, this conversation came up, um, in Las Vegas two weeks ago, quite a bit. It comes up all the time. I mean, I'll give you my two cents on it, but, uh, was talking with Benji and super Sam on it. Right. Uh, Google ads are so specific. I mean, you have to, between the track, the flow, constantly updating, working it. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a lot different, you know, than a website. 
SEO, you know? So, I mean, some people say, say they'll run a Google ad. They just put it out there. They don't actually work it like they have to uh, mm-hmm. and, and get the most bang for the buck and stuff like that and constantly finding the, um, the whatever the, the I'm, I'm not a techie guy. I, I, I lean on Super Saiyan for that, but whatever <laughs> all those keywords and all that stuff is, right? Um, like me, I know my Google ads are not the best they could be right now, but I also have different website stuff. Like, you know, each, each ad you want to do, like you want to put, um, like for example, if I do an ad out for temporary fence, like the link to the temporary fence should be there. Like it shouldn't go to my homepage. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so each campaign's got to be different. Each word track, each dollar amount. Right. Like yep. I know like mine, all of them go to my homepage. Like, and I need to fix it. I just don't have time. I haven't had time. I haven't, uh, had Sam and them do it. Um, but, uh, we're always like, look, I just had my, um, uh, I'm sure Benji does the same thing. Like your monthly report stuff they'll send over. Yeah. And it's kind of what's going on. And like my, what my homepage is always just through the roof. And I'm like, well, probably half of this, my Google ads that are, <laughs> but I don't put a lot of money. I want to put a couple hundred bucks to it. Um, myself. Now, when I first started out, I put a couple, I put like a thousand bucks a month to it, you know, just trying to get our name out there, you know? Yeah. But I mean, your website, your Google ads, it's all got to be hand in hand. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, so you got to have a website presence. You got to be doing marketing. You got to be networking. You got to find other avenues to add businesses like stains and decks and pergolas oh, and patio. Yeah. You know, um, that that's that's what we do, man. And, and we hire a fence specific marketing company. You know, yeah. And I mean, not to say they don't do other things, but they're real proficient. You know, who knows how many sites Sam's done. I know uh, Benji's done over 70 websites and God knows how many of those people are every month contracted him to keep their websites up, keep their SEO going. And then who knows how many of those are using him for their Google, Google uh, ads. Yeah. You know, he does mine and we do a monthly meeting. We look at everything. How's this doing? How's that doing? This isn't working. That isn't working. We've got um, every job that we get, we break down by zip code. So now I can say, hey, look, man, we're running an ad in this town. I hadn't gotten a job in two months in that town. You know, we either need to change it, you know, or it's not working. Right. And usually I can say, well, you know what? I knew we wasn't going to get any work from there because that's not our customer. So yeah. why even waste money in that, in that area? And that's usually yeah. when we aren't seeing any action. That's usually why it's somewhere I shouldn't have been anyway. And we were just trying it out, but I got to try it out because who knows? Right. Yeah. No, hundred percent. That's so uh, focus that money somewhere else. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Then you won't yeah, you don't have to shell all your money into Google. To get a presence, yeah. right? Because I mean, in all reality, Benji will tell you this, Sam, any website person, like ads are great, but like people are scrolling past the ads to look at the natural stuff, you know? So, I mean, in all reality, you want to be number one in the ads, number one on the maps, mm-hmm. number one in the search, you know? So, in the organic? In, uh-huh. Yeah, in the organic search, I lost the word, but um, <laughs> yeah, it, it all goes hand in hand. But yeah, like, you know, marketing networking i'm a networking subject matter expert over here uh um, oh, yeah you john is john is tiktok and i'm i'm networking and what um, does jacob do jacob is he is uh operationally 
an ass kicker. Does he just like stand around and look pretty? Is that what he does? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Tell him I said that. Say, Dan said you just stand around and look pretty. I will. I will. He's got to work on that pretty part then, if that's the case. Uh, Yeah, he's got a lot of work. (laughs) A lot of work. Nah, nah. He's 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 a great uh, asset and resource um, and partner. But yeah, I mean, networking, knowing people. I mean, I'll say this is the cows come home. I still coach people on the HR side of things, getting jobs, and I'm like, at the end of the day. Doesn't matter what year it is, what's going on. It's about who you know. Mm-hmm. About who you know. Yeah. You know, and you know some people. I know a couple, <laughs> but but it's just you know I just I just you know I I would I went from being the HR guy here around here to the now the fence guy. So it's like yeah. okay, I I can provide another solution or a, a resource to somebody. Let's let's talk about it. You know. Um. Like I make my teams, you know, stop into new home developments. I make them go to like presentations. Like I go around and I coach, I talk to Tucker realtors. Like I go around and they have vendor days and like, so we're a certified vendor, Tucker home services, yada, yada, yada. But like, I'll go in and I'll coach, you know, realtors and brokers and stuff on fence. You know, mm-hmm. like what, what are we doing? What's going on in the market? What do you need to be telling your clients? What do you need to be looking out for home inspector guys? Are you checking the fence? Or are you just leaving it be like, what's going on? Like, this is all part of the deal. Right. Um, so be an added value. Like as a realtors, they don't know that stuff. They don't know fence, you know, that, but they got, they got to know it all. They got to know. Yeah, fence. You got to educate them. You know, and if they, you can do that, boom, that's another resource. Now we're networked with 550 realtors in the Metro area. Um, right. That say our name and they know our abilities. Right. But network, get it out there, you know, Link that stuff up. One more question, man. Look for some ideas of what's worked for y'all in the past. Here where I live, fencing slows down near the holidays and winter months just because people try to save their money. I mean, I think that's everybody. What, yeah. are, some, what are some side things your business offers where fencing isn't as popular? You know, I've been yeah. fortunate enough to where, you know, we work through the winter. You know, um, it's been... Yeah. It's been a few years since I had to worry about work during the winter. So, um, but I can tell you this, you know, if you're staining fences, then you're able to pressure wash. Mm-hmm. You're able to soft wash roofs, soft yeah. wash fences, driveways, soft, whatever. Driveways, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, I know it's cold, but hey, you know, if you're, um, a lot of these guys snow plow. Yeah. I, I say any, anything you can do to use your equipment. Multiple yes. times, I mean, a lot of guys have the plows, the hitches. They're on the truck. Okay, what's another two thousand dollar plow? You know, or whatever plows cost these days. I don't even know. I haven't plowed well, snow since high school, college. <laughs> well, look what uh Cannon did, man. When he got that freak snowstorm a couple years ago in Tennessee, he took his mini skidder out and he was out cleaning off driveways and stuff. But yeah, guys were working. Hey, go clean this up. Go clean this parking lot. Go do this. And he was using what equipment he had. Just to keep his guys busy and to make some money. Yeah. Right? I don't and know if he still made a whole lot of money. Out there. Right. I don't know if he made a whole lot of money, but his guys were out there working and his trucks were being seen and everybody hey, got paid. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah. um, you know, I mean, it, it winter can be tough, man. You gotta prepare. We did a whole episode on ways to um ways to combat winter and bring in residual income. You know, another one is if you're doing gate operators, offer some type of uh, gate operator contract where quarterly you go out 
and maintenance and check and service and you can have those people pay a monthly fee and have a contract yeah. for that. Same had, a con- same. had a conversation with a contractor today about that. We signed them up. PM service. Yeah, I mean, same with stain, man. Save, save, and 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 do all your soft washing and get all your 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 fences cleaned. So when spring hits, they're ready to be stained. You know, you they can exactly. go a month or two after you wash them, where you can come in and rock and roll with it. You might have to do a little touch up, but. 95 percent of the work's that. done yeah drop that expert stain and seal on there and you're done that's what i'm talking about man dude we <laughs> let me tell you what i did before we go bro so I, um monday we were off right monday mm-hmm. was a paid holiday so i told all the guys hey we're gonna have a meeting tuesday afternoon so like tuesday afternoon like, yeah be at the, be at the, be at the office four o'clock we had an 18 wheel deliver a couple pallets, expert stain and seal, and our wow. office is upstairs. So I'm like, hey guys, uh, guess what? Before we do the meeting, we're packing all these buckets of stain up the stairs. <laughs> so uh, Dylan was like, dude, that was brilliant. I'm like, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, it was funny. So we got all the, everything upstairs. We had a good meeting and Man, I, I like my Monday morning meetings, man. I love them. We, oh. It gives us a chance to get to know each other. You know, um, matter of fact, Sunday is the first uh, real uh, first regular season football game. We're all going to meet at a place called Walk-Ons, kind of a big sports bar. There you go. Bar and grill. We've got the whole company going, and, and we're going we're gonna to have some drinks. We're going to watch some football. We're going to eat some food that we're going to wish we hadn't eaten, and uh, – Boom. We're gonna have a good time, man. We're gonna we're gonna be Shane Catton. <laughs> we're gonna be Jeez. socialites. You gotta gotta get out there and do that. We do that every ninety days with our team. We uh, really, yeah, we call it you know our team member appreciation outing. So we okay. do it. I brought it. I brought it from the corporate uh, world, um, but obviously, you know, we all do hard work every day, right? It's it's a fence isn't an easy job, right? And if it was easy, everybody'd be doing it. Um, and uh, some days it's easy, some days it's shit, you know, and uh, well, just like corporate life. But so every 90 days, our corporate teams, we used to get together, let our hair down, you know, uh, and do do an event, whatever it is. Right. So top golf, indoor yeah. karting, back nine, you know, uh, axe throwing, uh, whatever the heck the event was. Right. And then there was always a food and drinks and stuff like that. Right. Obviously, the drinks don't come out until the event is officially over. Um so, uh, that's, that was a corporate rule. They'd be like, all right, welcome to the event. Um, it's now officially over. Uh, so you guys can do whatever you want. <laughs> you know, so, every, yeah, everything I like, I like the how you said that. I like how you said that. I was like, I like the part where you say you let your hair down. I'm looking. At oh the, yeah. It's just, you know, I let it no, flow, you know, there's things to do, but, uh, I mean, we just did, um, what did we just do? We, oh, we did our company cookout and fishing tournament. Uh, Chad lives over on a nice lake here in town and we do that every year. And half of our, uh, I mean, half of our team was there cooking food, grilling all the stuff beforehand. We were like, Holy cow. Uh, and they ended up doing like half the thing. We just, like, they're like, Hey, just buy the stuff. We'll do it all. And we're like, uh, okay, well we'll get the sides and stuff like that. Um, and so, I mean, absolutely killer, absolutely killer. But uh, you brought yeah, mama's so potato salad. 
Exactly. Exactly. I'm I'm going straight to Costco, taking the cover off, putting some foil right on it, and I'm saying, "What's going down?" <laughs> Two hours over the stove on this thing. You know what they say about potato salad, right? What's that? Can't eat everybody's potato salad. <laughs> that's that's right. <laughs> but no, yeah. I mean, we're trying to. We always let the team vote on like what they want to do. I'll give them like three ideas. I'm like, all right, idea one, two, or three, pick. So I don't know what we're gonna do. We're probably gonna do like indie back nine. That's where we got our corporate membership. It was like Top Golf. Oh, nice. You know? Yeah. So uh, sounds fun. Get everybody out there. Get some fencers swinging some golf clubs as they should be. Yeah, man. Well, look, bro. It was great talking to you. I need to cut out, man. I'm tired, bro. That week in Vegas, then a whole week trying to catch up. Then we had the long weekend. Pepper want to go here, go there, do this. We can do all this stuff. We got a three-day weekend. I'm like, I don't want to do nothing. But anyway, I'm tired, bro. I got to catch up. Uh, I know. Hey, we got we got that Midwest giveaway coming up soon from the show. Uh, we got to see, man. I don't know. I'm still working in the works, man. Still in the works. I think I'm this close to closing that deal for the Midwest giveaway. Uh-oh. I got to get you and Jacob on the same Zoom so we can get y'all on the same page. Because Shane's like, yeah. Jacob's like, but what did Shane say? I'm like, well, you didn't show up to the meeting, you know. So <laughs> calendars were conflicting. Yeah, conflicting calendars. Let's let's iron that out this week, and uh, maybe we can do a, a special release on this thing and let everybody know. There we go. Sounds like a winner. Let's do it. Let's do it. Dana, it was good seeing you, man. You too, man. You too. You know the the next the next next big deals coming up is uh, Fence Tech. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking to like three other people about that today. They were already like, let's go. We're I'm working already- on that too, man. We got some stuff uh, we're working on. So hopefully all that irons out with the AFA and we can make a splash with that. So, Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. And FWA in September already. Thinking about I'm going to be I'm gonna be in uh, D.C. at Arlington Cemetery for the NAFCA. Yes. North American Fence Contract Association. That's yes. going to be October 18th, 19th, and 20th. They got a little yeah. get together. They got a board meeting, and then we're going to go build some fence at Arlington Cemetery. Yeah, business operations school there. Yeah, they got yeah. that going on. Joe Everest is going to be there. Benji McKinney with a Clever Fox is going to be there. I'm going to be there. Yeah. Shane's going to try to make there. it. I'm flying Pepper in on Friday morning so she can hang out Friday night at Arlington and check out the cemetery. And then me, you, and her, we're going to go bounce around DC on Boom. Saturday. Let's get it. We got some Good monuments time, to take some selfies with. Dude, I want to see the big, the one where uh, oh, Lincoln? Lincoln's sitting. Yeah, I got to go. My boy, back. my boy, Blue. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's, it's going to be, I've never been to D.C., I've never been to Arlington. Um, I'm ready. Me too, man. I'm, I'm busting out the big camera, the high socks. <laughs> I'm taking pictures of it all, baby. <laughs> well, look, guys. <laughs> Dude, if you get a selfie stick with uh sandals and high t- high like the real tall tube stocks, yeah, I'm getting some pictures, bro. I'm so pictures. I'm not gonna say that I've used the selfie stick, but there's definitely a photo of Jacob and I on the Rialto in Venice, Italy, with me using a selfie stick um somewhere <laughs> on the internet. And uh yeah, that was the time. I'm gonna search for that photo and I'm gonna add it to our next advertisement. <laughs> It's a hell of a photo. Let's just say All I blended right, in with the brother. <laughs> Look, guys, we love y'all. Thanks for hanging out with us. 
and y'all keep on fencing, okay? You've been listening to My Fence Life. Yes, we like to have fun. Beer, bourbon, and business. And although we have fun, we take our business very seriously. Dan Blanc is known as the Fence King, and he's been providing high-quality fence solutions since 1999. He's connected to industry leaders, business leaders, financing experts, and marketing gurus that will be on the show to talk about their success stories. To find out more about us, hit the website at myfencelife.com. Listen to the show wherever you consume your content. We are everywhere. Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcast. See you next time on My Fence Life.